Welcome to Total Wine and More. I want something fun in the sun. You'll love this sparkling wine. Wow, great price. Find what you love, love what you find. At Total Wine and More. Drink responsibly, B21. Hello, listeners. This is Jim the Keys bartender coming to you from Key Largo. Recovering from uh, a bout of a cold here. This episode, I'm going to label the best. Not that it's the best episode. I mean, you know what I'm saying when I when people say, you got to try this. It's the best. It's the best lotion. It's the best bagel. The best coffee best cocktail, the best beer, whatever. Um, the reason I was thinking about my sister, my sister Peg, uh, her recommendations are always the best. This is the best. She never says, it's okay. Never it's okay. Never says, hey, you try this, it's okay. This is the best bagels, best pretzels, best cheesesteak. That's where she, her expertise lies even though she's not a big woman she's not a heavy woman but um or you know best bagels pretzels cheesesteaks right right wing talking points these are the best the best jimmy i'm telling you <clears throat> what do they wait how do how do you measure when something is the best because you'd have to have if you say the best you could say the best of Key Largo. They had the best of Key Largo where you have the best restaurant, the best pizza, the best breakfast, the best service, whatever. Yeah, you can do it. It's a limited, you can, there's maybe like 20 different places and they may have, you can quantifiably rate them or have a group of people rate and you can get a amalgam of information together and then say this one rates highly. And this will play later into the show because I have something to talk about. Now, when someone asks you when you come into your a restaurant, if you're a service employee, people say, hey, what's the best thing on the menu here? Well, I need a little more information, don't I? What are you looking for? You're looking for seafood? We are a seafood restaurant and it's the catch. We do have people that call up, call the catch restaurant. And it has a picture of a a mahi. Our logo is a mahi with a hook in his mouth. And you think, do they not know that that's a fish? We call the catch, catch a fish, not catch a rabbit or a steer or steak. I have to ask them some questions, though. Are you talking about seafood, non-seafood? Do you want fish or shellfish? Do you need something spicy? You want what's the best spicy item? What's the best pasta? You know, give me a little information. I'm looking for something light. Seafood. I like it a little spicy. What's the best item on here? And I go, oh, the mahi tacos. That'd be easy. Right? Or the best drink. What's the best drink you make? Well, what do you like? What do you like? The best drink I make may not be the drink for you. Right? You want something sweet? Not sweet? Strong? Not strong? 
beer, wine, mixture of those things. Not that I mix beer and wine together, but I'm sure I'm sure there is a concoction out there that mixes beer and wine. So those items, when someone asks for something that is best, is like, where's the best place? Where's the best place to eat? Where's the best place to do this? I need a little more information. Right? It's like doing a matchmaker with someone. What's a matchmaker? You know what I mean. When you're trying to hook someone up with someone. Oh, you know. Oh, Abby's here. She doesn't want to say anything. She's putting. Oh, okay. She's so lovely. My wife. Who's doing a, a little little Christmas wrapping here. So, yeah. You can't always just do that. Just pop, spout out. Yeah, this is what it is. Boom, 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 boom. Yeah. The best. The best. You being, you you don't know when you do your best, right? You could say this is the best score I ever got, the best grade I ever got. Oh, this is the best temperature I ever had. Hopefully that's not a thing you because you should always have one that's right in the middle, I guess, whatever it is for you. That being said... Like the best temperature for people. Think about it. 98.6. That's not exactly everyone's best temperature. Right? A high temperature shows that you might have an infection. A low temperature might mean that you're not alive. So your heart's not pumping. And you're cold. Unless you're outside in a heat wave, then you could be... You know, if you have 110, 111 temperature, chances are you're not alive anymore. Or if it's... If it's lower, morbid, morbid, nasty gym. I shouldn't have done that. Well, last night, wife and I, or wife's feeling under the weather. She's doing better today. We're watching the Miss Universe pageant. The Miss Universe pageant. And boy, I have a problem with that at all. So, Think about just the concept, Miss Universe pageant. They didn't do Miss World. They went right to the universe. Scientists don't even know the limits of the universe. Why don't they go Miss This Dimension? Meaning that we're only on this dimension, so we only recognize the beauty in that. No. Or Miss Multi-Dimension. Or Miss the most beautiful woman in every place, any time. Like, isn't kind of conceited or limited to say something that? Think about all the things you have to do. And let's say, I'll go into a little more depth. This isn't necessarily a beauty pageant. Remark, but it's about the way we pick things and rank them. So, in order to become Miss Universe, you have to become Miss some some country, which I thought was kind of weird because they had a Miss Puerto Rico in it, and Puerto Rico is not a country; it's a Commonwealth, part of the United States. It's not a state, but it is a Commonwealth, and people that were born in Puerto Rico, do not need passports to enter into the United States or vice versa. People born in the United States don't need a passport to go into Puerto Rico. Why? Because P- 
Puerto Rico currently is part of the United States. It's not a state, but it's part of the United States. So that being said, we know that. And I bet there's a couple islands too. And it turned out a lot of the people, a lot of the countries, it looked like, had the contestants spoke very, very fluent English. Very fluent English. Which led me to believe that Miss Universe may be a concoction of uh, the U.S. And as I did a little research, Miss USA and Miss Universe and all that stuff is is owned heavily by NBC. And I didn't do a lot of extra research because it really didn't really doesn't matter because it, the only people that get picked that end up being Miss Puerto Rico, Miss USA, Miss France, Miss Canada. Miss Great, you know, United Kingdom are people that either enter pageants, and I have a second thought for how other people get picked, but you got to be a pageant country. And U.S. is a big pageant country. Right? They got them all over the place down here. Every state. Every state has one of those pageant things where they put up little girls to be uh, evaluated very young. They have Miss Baby. You know, Miss Texas Baby or whatever, something like that. Miss Miss Junior Texas Junior Texas. Miss Teen Texas. Miss Texas. Right? And then, as, you know, they go from you have Miss America, Miss, and Miss America doesn't send. Miss America does not go to the Miss Universe pageant. That's not how they, they pick them. They just, that ends it for them there. Which is kind of interesting because you think about it. You got to go through, let's say, maybe a regional. If you're in a decent town, like the size town, Miss Tallahassee, Miss, Miss Ocala. And then you go to the state competitions right and this is I'm talking about Miss World Miss Universe Miss Universe actually there's not a Miss World which you think about it think think about it really hard now so you get all these steps and they're filled in pretty good so you end up being Miss USA so you get to go not to Miss World not to Miss North America you go you skip all those Not Miss Solar System. Not Miss World. Not Miss World. Not Miss Solar System. Not Miss Milky Way. Not Miss Galaxy. Not Miss Galaxy Cluster. Miss Universe. That's everything. Now, is there a possibility... That there's another planet out there with people of similar, what do you call it, biological shapes? Unlikely, maybe. Unlikely. But if you think about the size of the universe, it could be hundreds of billions, hundreds of billions of light years away in another galaxy. Because there are trillions of galaxies. Remember, our solar system is home to eight, maybe nine planets, depending on whether you're going to count Pluto or not. 
<clears throat> and then you have a constellation. You have a whole bunch of different uh, stars, and some of them may have planets. Well, you know, some of them may just have amoebas. So you, it wouldn't be really fair to judge ame- amoeba against a higher life form. So you can leave it there. But then you go to the galaxy. And the galaxy, there's hundreds of millions of billions of stars. I don't know if it's hundreds of billions. But very well billions of stars in the galaxy. And then there would be other life forms there. So, and they'd have to be gender, you know, a, some, you know, and that gender thing is going to be an interesting question in the future because I think Miss, whoever won, whoever won, I think Miss, Miss India won. But there was a Miss Philippines who was this beautiful woman, I think a woman, I'm not sure, because she's the first, according to it, the member of the LGBTQT, uh, CA plus. I guess that's all the things because it's all the other things you could be. So once you have that, what is the standard of beauty then? I mean, eventually they're going to have, I, I imagine... They will have a man in makeup, a man who identifies as a woman. You know, there's all these beautician things. But that that's just here on Earth. But we go and make the assumption that our standards of beauty are so refined that we are the best. Now, extend it past our, our galaxy and stuff, and there had to be another, you know, there has to be someone else out there listening first with the premise. But just think this. If a signal is broadcast, and they've been doing Miss Universe since 1952, I was informed by the, apparently, he was a gay man who was one of the commentators. i never seen him before, but NBC pulled, uh, he didn't pull him out of the closet, obviously, because this guy has been, seems like he's been out of the closet wearing his sequin suit. Which it was really interesting to have a a gay man as the authority on beauty for women, right? The, originally, I guess, in 1952, it must have been just like all supposedly, I'm putting the fingers, supposedly straight men uh, involved in judging the judging process of that. And they they would just pick them. And, oh, one thing I did notice, they must have a training regimen for Miss Universe because the final 10 they had come out, they had this really unusual hip-to-hip, shoulder-shoulder. It was as if they taught them how to walk again and they threw their hips out like a foot one direction and their shoulder the opposite direction while they're walking. And it looked like one of those race walk things, but not as fast when they were in their bathing suits and evening gowns. And some of them may have been doing it for more than a couple of years because Miss USA, a lovely, lovely woman, she seemed, and Miss 
India, who ended up winning, uh, and Miss Puerto Rico, they seem to have it down. But the other people who weren't like in this pageant thing forever, they didn't have the smooth walk. It was really disjointed the way they threw their hips in the opposite direction. And it's like, this is what humans think is sexy. So do this. And when they were coming out, I had thoughts of, you know, they look, some of them look like robots. Some of them, by the, they're showing their pictures, their um, headshots. And then they came up, look like different people. And some of them had different levels of beauty, let's say. Or were judged on different levels of beauty, let's say. I, I wouldn't be surprised if some of these people in the Miss USA, Miss Universe pageant weren't foreign students for some, there was probably a smattering of foreign students and people from other countries and they say, hey, listen, your parents, your, your grandparents were from Barbados. You're, you, you're going to represent a Barbados or Aruba because the Aruba girl had a, I mean, supposedly, I don't know if she lived in Aruba at all, but she had a very, let's say, non-plus American accent. So let's get back on whether and 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 whether those countries they probably don't even have pageants. I don't imagine they have pageants. I can't imagine like Miss Miss um, Nigeria that there's a big pageant system going on in Nigeria. Not that night. Ni- not that Nigeria isn't a beautiful country, and the girl from Nigeria was beautiful, but they have different priorities, right? In in different countries, different priorities meaning different things that they do, and yeah, they may have in Lagos, and I think that's the capital capital of uh, Nigeria. They they may have a pageant. So if you can't even pick the most beautiful girl in your country, how are you assuming that you're going to send them these people there? And the only people, presumably, unless you're forced to be in a pageant, it's a voluntary process. So only the people that participate. So less than 1% of the people of your population participates in beauty pageants. Think about it. Think about all the schools you went to. How many beauty how many? And you've probably met a couple. You, you've known a couple very attractive women. Ask them if they were in the beauty pageants before. Okay, I bet it's a small percentage of the beautiful people were participating. But in in general, let's say one percent or less participate in beauty pageants, and they select from there. And then there's a whole bunch of other ones that just didn't even participate. Or there's some countries probably that don't have a pageant system. Let's say in Belarus, former Soviet Republic, right? A former Soviet Republic now is a dictatorship. The president would look over and says, send send the, send General uh, Ivanov's girlfriend. She is very attractive in, in bathing suit. Oh, well, there you go. She's going to Miss Universe pageant. There's that selection process. 
So all very attractive. And the Indian girl was actually, the Indian woman was a an actress. So they probably said, oh, she's very attractive. We're going to send, send a winner, not just anybody. And some people don't seem to be, the, some places they seem to send people that they more, rely more on, on their academic achievements or their professional achievements than their stereotypical beauty. And their, the beauty that, obviously they're using Western standards of beauty, I think. I don't know. But I'm watching this whole thing. So imagine the broadcast goes out and there's not as much broadcasting like on over the air anymore, so they probably don't get the signal going. Uh, well, yeah, satellite. They send satellite pictures out. I don't know if, how they propagate. But I can imagine the first signals we get. They start every so often, the aliens, let's say they start realizing, says, hey, listen, we're monitoring this third planet, and it seems as if they're still using radio waves. And we detected that they have a pageant, but we didn't really decipher what they're doing, but they have these people compete, and it seems to be one of their genders. And they pick it, and usually, and they said in the beginning, they'll say, oh, and it was the other gender that's doing the deciding. Well, that doesn't make any sense. Well, yeah, and get this. They have... All these women, and they go for, and we just, they call it, we assume that the planet they're on is called Universe. Because the one that wins it becomes Miss Universe, even though not every woman gets to compete in it. Only a small group of women gets to be. Well, what, how did they get there? Well, yeah. So they pick from a limited number of people from a limited number of countries with a limited number of looks. Because they always go for tall, thin, and a certain ratio. It looks like we're finding that there's a ratio from the hips to breast or the chest level, whatever upper part they call. And then later on, they'll say, oh, wait, get this. We got additional information. They're not just using a couple choices from each country and then putting from a group of countries um, because as supposedly there's over 270 of them, but they only picked like 100 or 200 of them. Um, they're not even saying it's just their planet. They're, they, the word they use is for everything. In the space we're in, everything. And they can say, what do you mean? They're picking it. They're saying that she's the most yeah, from their standards of beauty, this is the most beautiful person or intelligent being in the universe. Well, they didn't even get to see us. And they only have two arms and two eyes. How's that possible? How's that beautiful? They got an ace, they got symmetrical features. They don't submit, they don't have a, they don't have a two-foot-long proboscis. How's that beautiful? I'm saying, boy, these people are crazy. They just went, they went from their small regions to their countries and stuff, and they just said, 
They're the best. Well, thank God. Do they have interstellar travel capability? Not yet. They're just breaking out of their planet, going to their moon. They might they might be planning on some moving to another planet. They send some probes out and stuff like that. But yeah, I know. They don't even know. They don't even know. It's like someone and they'll say, Boy, it's like they they don't even look at any place else and say, Oh, we're the best. We're the best. It'd be like a kid playing the the father and Uno. And he wins and he goes, Well, I'm the best in the world. I'm the best player in the world. I just beat Daddy Uno. Big secret kid. Your dad usually just lets you win. So let's let's not get too excited by really exaggerated hip movements side to side and and sexy women walk. And on a different level of how he dissected it. I couldn't tell if it was misogynistic or empowering. There's a debate whether going on. Whether this is like good for women or bad for women. And every so often when you talk to them, it's funny, they were talking about it. Some of them look like, well, no, I really like music. I like food. I like my friends and blah, 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 blah. But I'm really impo- I really find it important to empower women and educate women. Well, that's a worthy cause. Or another one did, I'm trying to eliminate uh, swamp blindness that occurs in third world countries by providing clean water for populations. Well, that's a worthy cause. And you can see some of them probably are, are doing it and saying, listen, I'm doing this for the scholarship. Not for not for the crown. I'm just doing it so I can get, get something out of it. I won, I won a scholarship. If I get to be Miss Universe, that's great. And then, you know, you end up being Miss Universe. If we ever get invaded, you know, they may ask for who's, who's, who's in charge. Right? Did it go to the President of the United States? China? I'm not going to say Russia because, you know, no matter what I'm saying, just because they've caused a lot of trouble doesn't mean Russia is that powerful. I'm sorry they aren't. Going head-to-head with the United States or, or with China, they would get their asses kicked. But, or, or the Secretary General of the UN. Well, how about this Miss Universe? And then people go, well, what, what's, uh, what qualifies her to be the contact? Well, she can use six hula hoops at the same time. Oh, well, that must be the way they determine the leader of their, their planet during the Miss Universe contest. Maybe this is the person they want to be in charge of everything. Well, I, I really don't have... A lot of hope for humanity if they keep on choosing people like this, the way they choose it. It's not the way they choose it, you know, whether you look good in a bikini or not. I do appreciate someone, you know, fine figure in a bikini. So, oh, and then Miss Philippines was, I told, I did mention Miss Philippines was a member. They just said she's a member of the LGBT. They didn't say which part. LGBT. She could be bi. She could have been with another 
contestant and say, well, I'm by now, so I'm, I'm representing the thing, which I thought was very interesting for Philippines because I think uh, Duarte is the name of their president of the Philippines, and he's kind of a an authoritarian, and I think he's very, I think he might be anti-gay. I'm not sure. I know he's anti-drug dealer. He talks about executing, doing extra judicial executions on the on the street of drug dealers. So, good luck there, Philippines, you know, with all that stuff. Finally, I'd like to end the show with talking about initiation rituals for men. A couple of weeks back, I was talking about uh, the Freemasons. And one of my regulars at the bar, Jimmy, he thinks the Freemasons are part of the Illuminati and the have a grand strategy for running the, the planet and, you know, you know the country's political, every country's political systems, they're, they're inside it. But after seeing this documentary about him, um, I don't know what they would be capable of running with their interesting hats and things like that. And I apologize if I'm not getting all of it, but you're the Freemasons haven't, I don't know if that's a good idea right now. Um, the Freemasons have um, a whole problem just desc- describing their different levels, right? But one of the men mentioned that there's a need for initiation rituals for men. And it used to be the military... The military was a big one for men. Uh, Fraternities. um, Sports teams. Boy Scouts. But he said, for a woman, they were trying to describe for a woman, there's a a physical uh, transformation that occurs. When When they start blossoming, for men, not so much. Not as tangible. So men always needed this thing to transition from a boy to a man. And that happens all the time, whether you're going to initiate him or not. Right? I mean, there's some people that never grow up. They never, they're always somewhat permanently stuck in a juvenile state. Some people say that about me. I went through my, I did the sports, I did the military, uh, did the moving out. I mean, when is the point when you, when you decide that you're a man? Is it important? Is it important to decide that, delineate that thing? Because there's plenty of children out there that are more responsible than adults and make more logical choices than adults. I hate to say that. I hate to say that, that there's a lot of children out there that are more, and there's a lot of adults that are not, that they, they, they did not make the transition. They're pretending to be adults but they have childlike mentalities. I wouldn't call my 
mentality, childlike, I'd call it more psychotic or sociopathic. Call it what you may. I don't think it's childlike. It's kind of dark for that sometimes. So, but I was just thinking about these initiation. Um, For me, it could be going out and getting your own Christmas tree. It could be if you saw the movie Step Brothers when Will Ferrell and John C. Riley are stepbrothers and they got it, they get kicked out of their house when the house is sold and they ended up going their separate ways and Will Ferrell at one point doesn't know that you have to buy toilet paper when he finds out he's ran out of toilet paper. So he has to take his bath bathroom rug and use it and he's crying about it and then you see him as coming out of a one of those bulk stores with a, a 20 pack of toilet paper throwing his fist up in victory yeah now I'm a man buying a pack of toilet paper what a kid would be able to do say well, I'm out of toilet paper well why don't you go and buy some there you go. Lastly, don't be a bummer. I'm sorry if you're religious people out there. I had a discussion with someone who's very near and dear to me, my father. And he, uh, one of his relatives, my father's just recently turned 80, and one of her relatives posted on Facebook about only those who believe in Jesus will go to heaven. Right? And my father had to ask a question. He goes, well, how about all those people that were born before Jesus? No matter how good they were, how great they were, they don't go, get to go to heaven? Right? So I'm sure there's an explanation they're going to have. Like, so, oh, yeah, yeah, Abraham can go to heaven. Moses can go to heaven, blah, blah, blah. But, I mean, that's different. Oh, that's different, yeah. Well, and then I'm talking to my dad, and I said, well, I could go even further. I said, well, how about, it was only the last 200 years where humans were able to propagate all across the globe, every place in the interiors of some of the unexplored continents by Christian societies, let's say, Christian societies. And I'm just holding on that one right now. How about all the people that just never had the opportunity to hear the message? And if Jesus didn't choose to appear to them or didn't choose to have the New Testament delivered to them in their language from whatever far remote places they are from the center of the the Amazon jungles or the center of the Congo or the Australian outback or Asia, or just never given the opportunity because you're surrounded by people of other faiths. None of those great people get to, they live and die and they get to go, go to heaven. Or a baby that doesn't get baptized. And the Catholic Church had a little conundrum with that, so they created limbo. They couldn't just let babies go straight to heaven without, you know, being baptized. So they just created limbo and they said, we're going to put all the babies into that. Well, then you say, oh, yeah, that's, and then the Catholic said, 
They're all in limbo. In a big-ass waiting room. Like the line, pretty much like the line at Pirates of the Caribbean in Disney World. Except when you come up, you'll, you'll decide. Well, I guess if you're in limbo, if you're going to hell, you, in, in their thing, if you're going to go to hell, you're going to go to hell. But if you have a possibility of being able to go to heaven, you get to go to limbo. And that is the non-priority line, the, the slow line at the Pirates of the Caribbean in March of the year, because that's probably when it's longest. So I'm just thinking, boy, that is some crazy conceited stuff, much along the lines of Miss Universe, meaning there's only one way to salvation, and it's only through them. Doesn't matter if you didn't know. And if you believe that God created the whole universe, what if they didn't hear about Jesus on uh, Epsilon Prime? Could be a planet. Similar beings to us. No Jesus there. Could be fine people there. Fine creatures or whatever you want to call them. Beings. Beings. So it's kind of conceited. I think the Pope had it right. He goes, listen, it's not necessarily necessary for you to, nece- to be this in order to enter the kingdom of heaven. It's important for this. Is your, I think Francis is more emphasized on your, your, your general being, what kind of person you are, which is a step in the right direction, I'd have to say. Because a lot of people think to believe that if you, it'd be like going to a nightclub in Manhattan, if you know the right person, you could get in. You could be an asshole, a tremendous asshole. But as long as you know Kyle at the bar, they're going to let you in. There's many fine people waiting for the, in line at the nightclub that won't get in. It doesn't make the nightclub great. Matter of fact... Just because they wouldn't, you know, they, they are judging people that way. I don't know necessarily want to be in there. And doesn't make it the best club in there. It doesn't make them the best people either. I don't believe in that shit. And if it does, keep me out of it. You know, I'm not, I'm not going to play along with that. If you're going to be that kind of exclusive place. Yeah shove the invite and the acceptance up your ass. I don't want to be there. But if you're open to everyone, as long as they're decent people and they're well-behaved, let's do it. I could go there. Well, that's it. I want to thank everyone for listening. I had uh, only three episodes last week. Hopefully I could do four this week. I want to ask you once again, please keep up the downloads. Download as many episodes as you can. I'm only doing that'll help our visibility. That's all I'm going to say about it. I'd like to thank all you listeners out there. Please share the show with your friends and family. I will probably be doing a Christmas show. Who knows? Things are tough, but I know they're tougher other places. I send my love out to the people out there and my thoughts to um, people in Kentucky having that horrible tornado. Uh, 
doesn't matter what time of year it is. It's still horrible. It's when the worst things happen. It doesn't matter if it's Christmas or it's Arbor Day. It's a horrible occurrence. Um, so you got, I'm tasking listeners with two things this week. One thing is download as many episodes as you can. But if you can't do that, try to help out some of those people in Kentucky. Okay? So this is Jim, the Keys Bartender, signing off. I'll be back again probably most likely tomorrow. Bye.